0: listening to the Rooted and Equipped podcast through Chapel Point Church, and my name is Leah Jeffries. Today we are wrapping up our relationship series with a conversation about breakups. If you've been through the messy process of breaking up or are currently in a relationship and maybe feel like you need to break up, then this might just be the podcast for you. And even if you're not in a relationship, I feel like everything we're talking about here today is going to be helpful for somebody. And I realize this is a harder topic to cover, but I also think that it can be so helpful to talk about it and like learn what we can through it. So if this is your first time listening, we're so glad you're here. And with us again on the podcast is Andy Woodall, who's been with us through this relationship series um, sharing his wisdom as a marriage and counseling pastor here at Chapel Point so thank you for being on again Andy
1: you're welcome my privilege thanks for having me yeah I've absolutely
0: it. so before we actually start talking about breakups as usual we're gonna cover our one thing so yes. if you want to go ahead and share yours, our one thing yes <laughs>
1: well after eight months we finally got a house. And we got moved into our house, so yes. that is my one thing. I mean, we are rejoicing in our house right now because we've got uh, space. That's awesome. Most of the boxes are unpacked, which is so good, pretty crazy. But yeah. we're loving it. We love having the space. Um, along with that one thing, I would throw in: we have a garden now.
0: <gasps> that's so exciting! And
1: our previous owners just put in a garden and said, "Hey, this is your garden. So we're going to go ahead and plant everything. Ooh. So we have strawberries, Ooh. raspberries are going to come. I out.
0: love fruit."
1: tomatoes. I'm not a tomato guy, but my wife is. So just all that fun stuff. So I'm looking forward to learning more about gardening. Yeah. And so
0: are you actually going to be the one gardening or is it going to be mostly Julie?
1: It will be mostly me, oh, I think. And so I look forward to it. you're the gardening that. person. Yeah. That to me, I love being outside and That's taking awesome. care of things, that kind of thing. So, cool. yeah.
0: I've done some gardening my life and it is pretty fun. Yeah. But yeah, my dad actually loves grapevines. And so he oh, like there you go. does that. That's like his gardening thing. But yeah, that's Great. really fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, my one thing actually is kind of related to yours. We're selling our house right now, and I just experienced what the opposite of quarantine is. So we uh-huh. all know what it was like to be stuck at home for like yes. weeks. Okay. Well, I was just stuck out of the house for like a week.
1: While you're showing your house. Yes. Or anything? Yeah. And
0: like not being able to be home, and like always needing to be doing something is exhausting. I'm like, dude, I need to be home sometimes. So that was really interesting yeah. to like go through the opposite of quarantine. I don't know what you would call it, like the opposite of quarantine. I feel like I need a word for it, but I don't have one. So anyway, that's been Overacted interesting. Busy. Yes. So now that we covered our one thing, we can get into yes. our very fun topic. As I was preparing for this, I was just thinking about just the hard truth about dating. There are only two outcomes and it's either you get married, which is awesome, or you break up, which is not fun. And like just realizing that and being like, okay, that is why we are cautious going into relationships, just like we've been talking about through this whole series. But like, I don't know, it, it just kind of hit me. I was like, that's sad that it's like breakups are so common. And it's like, if you're married, you probably went through a breakup before finding your spouse. I've gone through a breakup. It wasn't fun. And I don't know. I just, yeah, I feel like it's helpful to talk about it. Um, But one thing I want to say, just introducing it, is if you are in a relationship, don't ever let your fear of breaking up or how hard it might be stop you from doing it because it is so much better to end the relationship than just continuing it and potentially marrying that person that might not have been the best person for you. Um, And one thing my mom told me, she said, like, the person you marry, you give them the potential to have the greatest impact of any person in your life. And I was like, wow. Like, it's so important. Like, they are going to have the biggest voice in your life. They're going to be the person you spend the most time with. You're going to become more like them, probably. At least my parents are kind of, I'm like, you guys are a lot more similar to each other than you probably were when you got married. And I don't know if you can speak into that. I think that's
1: very true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like Andy, your wife, she's probably had a huge impact on like your faith, what you care about, even maybe your hobbies. I don't know if she doesn't like gardening, but you do, but whatever. So anyway, just like realizing you give that person so much power and so it matters so much who you choose. And it's worth ending a dating relationship if it it is not the right one.
1: And I would throw this in too, on the opposite side, it's a pretty humbling thing to realize that your spouse then gives you that level of influence into their life yes so yes it's true that you realize wow i'm i'm giving them a level of influence they're giving me a level of influence it's just a humbling process yeah for sure
0: yeah yeah but it's it's pretty awesome and like yeah the flip side of that is when it is the right person like it's so good you guys have the potential to be so effective in the kingdom of god because of the good influence that you can have on each other, yeah. you know, despite obviously the flaws and all of that. But yeah, stepping away from something that isn't good frees you up to experience God's best for you. And it's like you're cheating yourself when you settle for less. And there's this quote that I found, okay, it might have been from Pinterest, but I love Pinterest and it's fine. It says, in order to move forward in any plan that God has for your life, we must be willing to walk away from what we know that has yeah.
1: I, it, yeah. And I, I read something like that, which is a great quote. I would also say, you know, as I look at it, it sometimes means that we have to better embrace and walk toward what we know. Yeah, So there's this balance true. of, yes. okay, there's some things that what we know we have to be willing to step away from because it is doing us harm. Yeah. But on the other side, to think about it on the, in a godly way too, that there's things that we know, the truths of God, yes. that sometimes we've let them go or we've just ignored them or we've justified them. And so it's a, it's a returning to that which we've known, which is truth, the truth of God's word, that then helps us through right. this breakup or yeah. helps us to determine whether or not we should break up.
0: Yeah, it's like God's so. laws are there for a reason. They're yeah. there for good. And it's like when we ignore them or don't walk in them, like we're missing out on that aspect too. Not just like oh, walking really. away from the bad, but walking towards the good. Yeah. So the first... Like how I structured this, how I thought it would be cool to talk about it is going through when you need to break up, how to break up with someone, and then when you have broken up. So when you're in that process of being like, you know what, I think I need to break up with this person, which I've been there and it is not a fun place to be in. But one thing I want listeners to realize, and I think you could speak into this too, Andy, is like breaking up does not mean you are a failure. It doesn't mean like you did something wrong or you're just not enough or something. And that was something I struggled with, but like realizing sometimes God's just calling you in a different direction and the other person just isn't who you want to be with. And that is okay. Like that's why you date to figure it out. Mm So I have a question for you, Andy. Um, What is a red flag worth breaking up over?
1: Yeah. So Uh, let me back up for a minute and and make a comment too, just about what you just said as far as the breaking up. And I, I, get to get to the red flags yeah. what's a what's a red flag worth breaking up over and that is I think sometimes we, we it's pretty common for us when we're struggling with something or thinking oh should I break up we're looking at the other person thinking is this the person that I want to marry or do I struggle with this other person
0: mm-hmm.
1: when I think the first thing that we probably want to ask is if we are if we're thinking or wrestling or having a tension in our heart of man, is this the right relationship? Or yeah. should we continue? You know, the the first thing is to kind of hit that pause button and really search your heart and get some people around you that can help you with that to determine you know, many times we want to point the finger at the other person and say, well is this person right for me?
0: Like it's all their problem. So
1: I think the first thing that we really have to do is instead of pushing it on the other person, we have to really evaluate and do the hard work to look in the mirror and to have some people help us to do that of, is there an unsettledness in our spirit because of something that's going on in us Mm, or with us or with me before I'm trying to blame the other person? Right. Or Maybe blame's a pretty strong word, and people would be like, I'm not blaming them. I'm just not thinking they're the one. Right. Okay. Well, I, you know, here's a little news flash. Okay. Nobody is the one.
0: Right. You make one. I them do a lot of marriage counseling. Yes.
1: And it, almost everybody tries to tell me, I don't know. Did I pick the wrong person? I don't know. Maybe we made a mistake. Mm. I'm starting to question. I think I'm falling out of love. Da 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 da. All of these different ways of saying it. Yeah. When the bottom line is what they're getting at is just saying, I think I picked the wrong person. Oh, man. Well, guess what? You did. You're always going to feel like that. Right. And you're never, nobody's perfect. So you, it's one of those things where I hate to say it, but it's a reality check of almost every marriage I know of. People have said at some point, like, I don't feel like, I feel like we're off or I feel like maybe this wasn't meant to be, or maybe Mm -hmm. I made the wrong choice. Yeah. And- um, I think there are some serious wrong choices to be right. made. Yeah. But it's it's a natural thing to experience. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a tool that Satan uses many times, uh, to really drive a wedge in marriages mm-hmm. and in relationships. And so I, I think the first part of that is to say, God's given me put me in relationship to help me to draw closer to him. How am I doing with that? Right. And I yeah. off base with that. So let's come to your question about red flags then. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, I would say if you have a red flag, it, it needs to go from being a red flag to being a, a yellow or no flag. Mm, because yeah. if you've got a clear, I think we need to define red flag. Okay. Okay. That may help us. Because yes. if, you know, like if you were my daughter, if one of my kids is talking about getting married and they're saying, wow, well, I only have like one red flag. Uh, that's
0: still that's a like red flag. That's like saying, I'm only
1: going to run one, one red light and I hope I don't get hit. Right. Well, you might not, but there's a pretty good chance you will. Yeah. Um, so I think we kind of play the odds thinking I'm the exception to the rule or right. it surely won't happen to me or here's what I hear a lot. Okay. But he's such a good guy.
0: Ooh. yeah.
1: And he, he's got so many other like people don't see all these other good things. And whenever somebody starts justifying a person, mm. then that's a red flag in itself. If you find yourself or I find myself trying to justify somebody I'm dating, you know, you know, if I'm, you know, back in those days of a dating thing. And I do see that a lot. There's a justifying of how good the person is Mm. instead of just letting their words and actions speak for themselves and other people speak into that. That are loving people. So, you know, what are some of those red flags? Well, I think one is, it, let's just go with some that are a little bit easier, but yet okay. they get ignored. Yeah. Okay, so sometimes one red flag would be mismanagement of money Ooh, or yeah. lack of care of management of money. Um, and a lot of times we keep finances out of it, but you can pick up on habits of a person. And I'm not I'm not saying that you're like checking every little thing. Oh, they bought a pack of gum. You know what? Right. They're poor steward. They didn't really need the gum. Mm. No, but I think. Looking at a person's spending habits, do they just spend, spend, spend? They don't think about it. They're not disciplined. They don't have any goals. Yeah,
0: that's going to affect you when you share a bank account.
1: Uh, It certainly will. And some people's solution, sadly enough, is just, well, don't share the bank account. They do their thing. They do their thing. You'd be shocked to find out how many times people do that. And it, it enables them or facilitates them to quickly step out of the relationship.
0: Oh. Yeah. So
1: unifying finances really is a big thing. And if somebody talks about that in such a way where they they can't ever see themselves as starting to move toward that oneness in that area, that to me would be a red flag. Yeah. And so that would be one. I think another one is, um, as much as we kind of I hear people joke about it tongue in cheek, that kind of thing, but the whole issue of how you treat your parents.
0: Mm, that's so good.
1: Your relationship with a parent, you could have, and and let's face it, I mean, you you could have legitimate poor parents. Right. Or, and I, I say poor in the terminology of spiritually or their influence or foolish or they're dealing with alcohol addiction or something. They've been abusive. I think any of those things, you know, but the reality is, how do you respond to that, those authorities in your life?
0: Yeah, that's and and I would
1: broaden it. I think parents is first, but then I think you have that issue of even if there's a difficult relationship or a poor relationship, do do they speak respectfully toward their parents? Yeah. Because when you step into a marriage, um, both people, you, you're going to have things that you disagree with and things you have to work through. But do you still speak well of the other person yeah. when you have that difficulty? So I, I would expand that a little bit. And I would also say not just parents, but their employers, if they are speaking poorly and just bashing their employer. Now, that's different than just saying, I'm struggling with this. I'm praying that God would really help me to have a good attitude because, you know, I just struggle with some of the things I'm being told to do because they don't fit the job description or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's different. Right. But if they're bashing that person as a human being, instead of going and talking to them, then that's a problem. Yeah. That would bring me to another red flag, and that is, so you've got how they how they deal with finances how they deal with authorities in their life Mm -hmm. Um, if you're a young lady so all young ladies this one is especially for you in dealing with authorities you want a man that's going to respond well to authority yeah you want a man that wants accountability because if that man is a loner and he wants no accountability or he doesn't listen or respond well to other people guess what you're going to catch his wrath and anger and he's going to expect you to totally step in line with him. Mm-hmm. And he has nobody to keep him in check. Oh, yeah. That's just a rogue guy that you, is a red flag. I would stay away from that kind of a situation. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that does bring us to kind of the, the third one. And that is, how does somebody respond to difficulty?
0: Oh, that's one my dad talks about a lot. Yeah.
1: Because yeah, it's, it's huge. I it mean, is.
0: We all are going to go through it. Yeah. Especially if you're Christian. It's a guarantee.
1: Yeah. So you're gonna have you're gonna have trouble. Anybody in this world is a broken world or broken people, you're gonna have conflict. How do people deal with conflict? And if you have somebody that's unwilling to deal with conflict or they deal with it poorly, or they, you know, whether that is they avoid it and they don't deal with it at all,
0: they, yeah,
1: or they don't know how to deal with it, they kind of just try to they try to cope or they get angry easily, they fly off the handle. It's all fury so it's either i'm silent and and avoiding or i'm in a fury uh proverbs is really clear on avoiding the angry man
0: yes it is
1: and so that's something too that i would just say if somebody has a real problem with they get angry anytime they don't get what they want or it doesn't go their way that's a red flag and there that needs to be brought under control but proverbs talks about boy you you address an angry man once but you if you you're going to have to do it again. And so having that change and learning that, um, is really important. So I think there, there are several, you know, when you think about other red flags, if somebody is a a loner and they have no connection, the relationships, they don't have any other healthy relationships, then you kind of can potentially take on a savior complex of you're my one, one relationship. And if I don't have you, I would.
0: Yeah, that would be hard to get out of. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's where people really you, you deal with some of that real dependence on another person, and instead of Christ being at the center and being your savior, without realizing it, that other person becomes your functional savior. Yeah. And when they're pleasing you, life's great. When they're not, it's terrible. Yeah. And there's idolatry that's starting to take place. So. I think those are a few we could, yeah, I'm sure, no, go on with those, but I think that's thought. good for now. Yeah. And it probably gets people thinking about some yeah, things definitely. hopefully helpful.
0: Okay. So I want to cover one question that I hear a lot uh, from people who are in relationships or that I've just heard around is the whole thing of, well, I don't have feelings for you anymore. And I'm like, okay, so pretend you're in that situation. Like, Is that a valid reason to end things? Like, how would you address that thinking in a relationship and them being like should I break up with them because I don't have feelings for them anymore?
1: Again, that's one of those things where we have to back up and define our terms. Yeah. Um, you know, feelings that gets very subjective. That's going to change.
0: Yep, feelings um, change.
1: You know, people can wake up and it's a rainy terrible day outside and they're they just kind of get a little down and are they feeling like they're going to have a great day, they might start out their day thinking you know, and then the coffee maker didn't work.
0: Oh, man. And, <laughs> it's a good thing I don't drink Or you coffee. put the
1: wrong amount of work. Yeah, there you <laughs> right. go. Or tea or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, whatever your thing is. Um, and they don't, don't feel as good about the day. Well, does that mean that God's any less or anything's any different? No.
0: Mm-mm.
1: But it just kind of started out a little rough. Yeah. But I think if you step into a relationship based on feelings primarily, mm. you're in trouble. Yeah. Because the minute they start to you start to lose those feelings or if feelings are a little different or unsure, then all of a sudden the relationship starts. It, it's its on rocky terms. So you're yeah. having that, when you talk about a foundation, to come back and say, well, what is our relationship built on? If you start your relationship on biblical terms and on truth and saying, okay, here's what love is. And when you read through 1 Corinthians 13, four through eight a, it tells you what love is and lo- what love does. It tells you what love isn't and doesn't do. Yeah. So when you look at that, there's really only one thing in there that could arguably be subjective and based on feeling. But even that comes back to being based on truth. Yeah. And so I think it starts out by saying love is patient, love is kind. Mhm. Well, those two things go a long ways. Yeah, they do. And it doesn't say that, you know, love is patient when it feels like being patient.
0: Right. It's not based on feelings.
1: Right. Love is kind when you feel like being kind. Mm. So if you're basing it on love, it is me choosing to love you. Right. And it's the other person choosing to love me. So many times I think that's part of the the wrong thinking about entering into a relationship is most of what we've seen in our culture, everything from movies to you know we're a little ways away from but i'm sure hallmarkers start pushing their movies here pretty soon as far as the christmas movies oh yeah (laughs) and all that stuff um you know there's about three storylines maybe one yeah you know all of those things but it's really one of those things to come back to say man i've got to be defining my my terms carefully and walking into a relationship knowing what i'm basing it on yeah because if you're basing it on feelings then you're going to base stepping it out of it on feelings. If you're going to base it on truth and you're taking your time and you're pursuing the Lord and you're seeking to honor God in that, He's got very clear terms that we use and He's got ways to help us. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody likes to have the feeling looks good. Oh, we have the chemistry mm, piece yep. of things. And I think you, you know, those feelings and chemistry that all starts to just kind of get muddled. Yeah. If we're not careful. So I think to say we're going to pursue first is, am I willing to pursue this person and seeking to love this person as God defines love? Yeah. And friendship. Mm -hmm. And, And then therefore, when you come to that place of saying, how do I, do I keep dating this person? One of the first questions is: Am I committed to continuing to love this person the way God defines love? Yeah. So again, it comes back to me: Am I willing to do this, and am I am I committed to this, or, and and then is this person committed to loving the way God says? Yeah. So that's part of the beauty of being able to say, Hey, we're both Christ followers, and we're committing to pursue this relationship based on God's terms, not based on ours. Right,
0: and it's like not making decisions based off your feelings. Stepping into it or out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's not to say that your feelings aren't important. Right. Right? I mean, because there are times, and I fully admit, you women are much better at this, hey, something's off in my gut. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't even define it. It's just something's not right. I can say 100% of the time when my wife has said that, and I acknowledge that, and I listen to her with that, I've tried to get very responsive to that and respectful to that because- God just kind of gives her that. And it's not some spooky thing. Right. It's just when she says, hey, hon, like something's a little off about this situation.
0: Yeah, she's just more in tune with that side of things. Yeah. But yeah.
1: Then we pay attention to it. If, if you know, if something brings you to tears, well, you don't ignore it. Like, well, why am I crying? Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a, a feeling. It's an emotion that brought some emotion that you need to figure out where it's coming from and what's driving that. Yeah. Sometimes it's a very good thing.
0: And one thing I was thinking about just as I went through like the whole process of when I when I like realized I needed to break up was just inviting people into the situation, inviting yeah. my parents, inviting my mentors and people who knew me and knew the situation because it says in Proverbs uh, 15, 15:22 without counsel plans fail but with many advisors, they succeed. And like just realizing I need other people speaking into this situation because as we talked about before, like the whole feelings thing, like not making decisions based off those things or like yeah. you just might not see the situation, how it really is. And like, they can help you through it. Like right. people are going to be so valuable in that process. So invite them in even if it's not easy.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I, my, my word of caution to that would also be, I think it's very important that you choose carefully your advisors.
0: Mm, that's so true. Because
1: what I find is a lot of times people take this verse, even as Christians, they take this verse and they're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check with a lot of people. Right. And so they survey a bunch of people, and the people that gravitate towards the response they want to hear, they get their nice little pool or committee of, mm. hey, I've got, I've got my own little board of advisors over here, and they're advising me. Toward what I want, or what sounds best to me in the moment. Yeah. When, if you had a different pool of advisors that were more godly individuals, yeah, and have been around, whether they've been around a little longer or they've, they're just people that are rooted in Scripture more, then you may get a whole different set of counsel.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Um, so I would say, even though there is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. I would say you choose the counselors or advisors carefully. Yes. And you, you, you don't want to have so many advisors that you feel like, oh, I've got to make sure everybody's in 100% agreement. Right. And I've got to have 20 of them. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're going to get that. Yeah. You need to have people that know you really well and know God really well.
0: Yeah. And, and will be willing to, like, speak the hard thing. If that's what you need to hear, not just totally. the people who are going to tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Because it's easy to be like, oh, I saw advice from these people, but they just told you what you wanted to hear. And you knew that they were going to tell you what you wanted to hear. So like, right? yeah, like asking that question.
1: Yeah. And Proverbs 20 verse 5 is a very helpful verse 2. It says, the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water.
0: It's no surprise mm, if yes. we know that.
1: But a man of understanding draws it out. Mm. Those are the kind of advisors you want. You want people that are going to be in tune with God enough and know that your wa- the, the waters of your heart are deep. But they're also going to have this, this ability in being w- close in their walk with Christ to be able to draw out those things and then help steer you towards what's right what's right.
0: So to move on to the next section of our conversation is how to break up with someone. So I just want to like quickly go through some things, but what would you say are like a few things that you would want to tell people who are thinking about breaking up with someone like that whole process?
1: I think, first of all, I realize that 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 is just incredibly hard, especially if you've been dating somebody or pursuing somebody or being pursued by somebody for a good period of time. You know, it's it's hard all the time, but if you've really been pursuing somebody or or dating for a year, two years, you've gotten to know each other pretty well, and you probably both had the idea or both had maybe even discussed heading towards marriage. Yeah. Then that's hard. Because it is. You, you kinda a lot of things run through your head, right? Like, is there anybody else? What's gonna happen? Yeah. I don't know. This may be the only person that could really ever care about me the way this person does? Uh, How's this going to work out? So I think a a few things. One is timing of things. Be sensitive to your schedule and the other person's schedule. Hopefully this would not ever happen in a mean-spirited way. I think if you enter into a relationship seeking to honor God, you, you should also exit the relationship seeking to honor God. Absolutely. And so it's one of those situations where you you want to be sensitive to their schedule if they just work a a 12-hour shift Mm, and now you're getting together and their mental and physical capacity is minimal yeah and now you're going to share this news uh that's really hard yeah so i think to kind of prepare or to do it i definitely would not encourage somebody to do it just spontaneously Mm, and flippantly
0: but think through it well
1: yeah i mean it needs a lot of prayer it needs a lot of thinking through here's Here's why we stepped into the relationship. Here's why I think it's important that we step out of it. Yeah. Um, or we we part ways or we end it. I think the other thing is, so t- timing is one thing. Mm-hmm. So you're being sensitive. I think another thing is kind of preparing a person. Nobody nobody likes to get blindsided. You know, I I, I played football in high school. There was one time I very specifically remember I got, I was a a wide receiver, I was going out to actually block for somebody, and I think, the best of my recollection, it was the outside linebacker who ran his elbow through my chin and put my teeth through my bottom lip. Oh! And I didn't see it coming, and it, it knocked me, this guy knocked me literally off my feet, and part of me was mad, part of me was in pain, Oh, and part of me was trying to figure out who just did this to me. You know, it's, it, nobody likes to get blindsided. And so I think that's something we need to be sensitive to, too. As brothers and sisters in Christ, this should be done with the utmost of of affection and care and love that you're really seeking the best interest of both people involved.
0: Yeah, like almost like. Communicating clearly why you're breaking up with them.
1: Yeah, that would be that's exactly another thing which I think is perfect of just saying okay, your timing needs to be good. You want to be sensitive to the other person. You don't want to blindside them, and then just being very clear. Yeah, is is very important. I mean, and I would encourage you to write it out. I think some sometimes people are like, wow, if I write it out, it just feels robotic or mechanical. No, I think it's it's more intentional. Yes,
0: and like right? having been in a situation where I'm literally having that conversation, you're not exactly thinking clearly, no. like it's hard and so it's helpful when you have it and you're like, okay, this is why. And like it helps you remember, yeah, in the moment of yeah. emotion and stuff. And one passage that comes to mind is Ephesians four one through three, which says, Walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you've been called, mm-hmm. with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love. Eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And like just yeah. thinking about that in regard to other people, like act, interacting with that person who you are having that conversation with, with humility, with gentleness, with patience, with love for them. Those things don't change just because you're having that conversation.
1: They don't. And so I, I think, you know, and, and it kind of comes back to helping. If, if you define clearly why you're stepping into the relationship and even if you write those things down, then it yeah. does help you on the back end when you're saying, hey, oh, that's true. I'm just going back over and praying through and just realizing, like, I'm, I'm just struggling. I'm realizing we entered into the relationship with this in mind. That's not really what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I
1: think because of that, then, and owning your part. I think yeah, that's another thing that's really important yeah. in a breakup is you're not just pointing the finger At the Mm -hmm. other person and saying, "This is your deal. You know, you messed up this, and I just can't handle this anymore, and I'm out." Yeah. You know, it's really saying I'm in part to blame for this. Here's some things that are going on. Here's some things I'm working on. But then also saying, I think another part of it is, it's just saying, okay, what what does it look like from here?
0: Yes. Yeah. So I think sometimes that's yeah.
1: It's it's kind of like like, you don't talk about it. Yeah, we broke up. uh, Wait a minute, are we going to hang out Friday night? Right. Um, good question. Yeah. You know, so anytime there's a breakup, I think to, to have a period of time where you're just kind of, you're, you there's no expectations on each other. Yeah. Hey, we're going to, let's take a couple weeks, give it a, a bit of a break. And, and it's okay to, if you're going to send a text or two to, Hey, I'm praying for you. But simple, but not expecting anything in return.
0: Yeah, like respecting that yeah, space that, that might space. be needed. Yeah.
1: And I would even back up and say I think it's important to to instead of just jumping right into, you know, making sure the timing's right, but just jumping right into it. I think to be able to say, hey, you know, I, I've just been thinking of praying a lot, and we've at different times tried to have serious conversations, and that's been great. I want to keep doing that. I, I think you know, if we can just kind of set aside a time coming up this weekend that we can just have a good conversation and just talk about kind of where we are yeah. and what's going on. After yeah, you
0: process or something. Yeah.
1: yeah. That that way it gives it gives a person a chance to think yeah. and to pray yeah. and to ask for God to get their heart in the right place and to be thinking about. And hopefully between the time you mention that and the time you talk, it's going to be... Um, Something where God works in both of your hearts,
0: yeah, and you're both in a
1: much better place and ready to do that. Um, You know, I think I I think everybody everybody listening to this and everybody around could give um, stories of how not to break up.
0: Oh yeah, oh man, yes.
1: (laughs) And usually it's because, well, this is how somebody broke up with me. I don't want that to happen to me or anybody else again. So I think we have a lot of those stories, but it would be to our benefit and to God's glory if we would think very clearly about how do we break up well if and when that day comes. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about obviously leading up to marriage. I mean, you step into marriage and that's for life.
0: One thing I want to say just in knowing how hard breakups are is that sometimes it's the hard stuff that grows us the most. And at least in my own life, I saw God use the pain that I went through for so much good. And I remember coming home from church one Sunday, like just crying and cause I was having a hard time. And my mom told me, cause I was like, I just want God to take away my pain and just make it all better. Mm. And she told me, she's like, Hey, sometimes God doesn't want to make it all better because he's doing something in it that he couldn't do if you weren't going through that pain. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, well, that's hard to hear, but like, Honestly, I've seen the fruit of it in my own life and just realizing that that suffering, that hardship, God does things with it. He doesn't waste a single tear. Mm -hmm. And so like realizing if you are in that spot where it still hurts, know that God is using it and he is not wasting it and he cares so much.
1: I think one of the things, too, to realize is along with what your mother is saying is, you know, sometimes we learn. Usually I find we learn a lot more about ourselves. Oh, yeah. In response to difficulty and pain Mm -hmm. than we do when things are going really well. You know, I forget what kind of tree it is. There's a good number of actual trees in the ground that require wind in order to grow. In other words, the the issue is they have to have a level of resistance to Mm -hmm. be able to actually grow. And so if they don't have that wind, then they don't develop a deep root system and they don't survive. And so that's, it's just good for us to think about it like, wow, if we want deep roots, and we want to be able to really thrive and grow in life for God's glory. Yeah. We need those adversity-type situations. We need those trials. We need the difficulties. Um, and we are all in process. When God talks about Romans eight twenty eight and 29, that He's working all things together for good, and that's for His glory and our good, to help us to be conformed to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, breakups are in the mix. It's not yeah. like I'm using everything. Oh, except breakups. Right? No,
0: it, that's in there. Right. It's all of it. Yeah.
1: So, those are things that God uses, and again, I think we learn more about ourselves and more about others through some of those breakup situations. Yeah. Then they than we do when things are going really well.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've been going through the Psalms in my own study, and um, I came across this verse that really hit me. And as I was preparing for this conversation, I like thought about it again. It's Psalm 119, Mm -hmm. um, 71. The whole of Psalm 119 is all about God's word. And he says, "'It is good for me that I was afflicted, "'that I might learn your statutes.' And like he was praising God for the fact that he suffered because of what it did and because of how God used it to teach him his truth. It just like, it makes me think like, just don't run from that opportunity that the struggle brings for you to grow and to learn. And it's like, one thing I also realized when I was studying this was by running to God, you can invite him to use it, but you have to run to him. If you're turning away, if you're running to other things, you're gonna miss out on what he might've wanted to do there. Struggle does bring so much good and God uses it, but we have to yeah. run to him in order for him to use it.
1: Time and time again, we talk it, we see in scripture where it just talks about enduring, mm-hmm. persevering, continuing, and all of that language is repeated over and over again. And we see the value in that. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. If you ever play a sport or you're in music or anything, you, you practice things over and over again oh, yeah. and you push yourselves a little bit farther yep. and you gain and you grow and, um, I think sometimes we think that spirituality, our relationship with Christ is supposed to work a little different, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like he's just going to download it to us right and it it doesn't work that way it's right. like everything else he's put in place, and I think he's put all these other natural things in place to help remind us of this is how it works, this yeah. is how growing in Christ works, like anything else. Um, but I think you know you you've brought up just a lot of excellent points on working through. Yeah, the breakup and um, it being hard, and it ultimately, I hope at the end of the day, it should. It's either pushing us toward Christ, or we're we're allowing it to be a wedge. It, it breakups many times. It's not until after you get through it, on down the line, it's pretty amazing to look back and be like, "Wow, God really was looking out for my best interest in that." Yeah, and I realize we don't have time in this this podcast to go into it. Right. But I, I think at, at my age and looking back with some of the things that I went through there very clearly was times of breakup that God spared me from so much more heartache yeah, and potentially spared me from all kinds of chaos and potential, potential could have ended up in a, in a different situation or not even in ministry yeah. or a lot of things. yeah. And so very thankful for his grace in navigating those relationships yeah. and being able to look back and say, wow, I wouldn't want that to have gone any other way at this point.
0: Yeah, and it like makes so. me think about like whether or not you break up. At the end of the day, if you're seeking God first, like we've been talking about through this whole series of like making Him first, making Him the foundation, making Him the focus. Like, If your focus is on Him while you're breaking up, He's going to use it. If your focus is on Him in the relationship, and if you're being guided by Him and seeking His will in it, like He is going to protect you. And so I feel like at the end of the day, on all of the relationship topic, regardless of where you're at, focus on the Lord, seek Him first, set your eyes on Him and He will guide you and He will protect you.
1: And I think you will, you know, I think the reality does exist that sometimes people are going to get hurt or people that you, if somebody steps into a dating relationship and they kind of get blindsided because the person isn't who they said they were going to be. Right. Or they really sin in a very significant way against you. And, you know, those things do happen. And I I think to realize like, okay, is that something something God wanted? No. Is that something that God wants to use in your life for his glory? Definitely. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't feel like it at the moment and it's hard. But I think to realize God doesn't first and foremost promise just this painless,
0: Right, totally
1: secure life because other people have the freedom to express their their will and their desires and sometimes that's sinful and wrong and it comes against you i don't remember if i referenced this or not but there is a um, a podcast called called nothing is wasted Mm -hmm. and davy blackburn and he now has a co-host and that's developed in the last year a new co-host um he had a terrible tragedy happen to his wife i mean there, Mm. there was an home invasion early in the morning and his wife was killed and they had a two-year-old son living you know upstairs and the person the intruder there's actually two intruders didn't know that there was a a baby upstairs or a toddler and at the same time she was pregnant
0: oh wow
1: so just a terrible thing i mean a violent crime resulted in her death death of the baby the two-year-old lived and Him walking through that tragedy, he started this podcast called Nothing Is Wasted. And so he was a church planter in Indianapolis, Indiana. And God just used that in some amazing ways.
0: That's
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, I'll include that in the show notes. Yeah, that would be great. It's
1: been going for a few, a couple years now, I think. So there's some great podcasts, a lot of different situations in there. Yeah. God doesn't waste pain. Another thing, so let me throw one other thing in there. Uh, There is a book by Lou Priolo. And I know that's not necessarily a common name, but he's a he's a biblical counselor that just I have found. He's not a flashy writer, but he's mm-hmm. a very clear, direct mm, biblical Yeah, I can author. put that in
0: the show notes, too.
1: It's called Picking Up the Pieces.
0: OK, that Picking is Up a good title. Picking Up the Pieces by
1: Lou Priolo. Yes. Yeah, because you feel like your life's shattered, right? I mean, yeah, it's hard. It is hard. Um, but hopefully that's a helpful resource there. I'm sure there's plenty of others out there.
0: Well, yeah. Well, thank you, Andy, for being on for this whole series. It's been really just cool just as a young adult to just sit and listen to your wisdom and like apply it Mm -hmm. to my own life. And for you listeners, I pray that this encouraged you in some way and it's encouraged me. So, yeah, I hope it's encouraged Mm -hmm. you, too. But, yeah, we're grateful that you chose to listen and tune in today and share this with all your people so that they can be encouraged, too.
1: Yeah. And Leah, I just want to say thank you to you. I think the work that you've done on this and the podcast And I just hope many people are helped as a result of it. But I think the content that you've done and focusing on scripture, the questions, putting things together has been phenomenal. So thank thank you you for all your work. Yeah, absolutely.
0: We are so grateful that you joined in on the conversation today. And it is my prayer that this encourages you and inspires you deeper in your walk with Jesus. Know that you are so loved and valued not only by all of us here at Chapel Point, but also by our Heavenly Father. So I hope that you live in that knowledge today. And again, thank you so much for tuning in and listening today and joining in on the conversation because we love having you here.